Uh, welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 17. It is 2.17 here on Thursday, April 11th. Um, Brian, we're finally uh, we're getting close to wrapping up spring football, and that means the uh, annual red-white spring game is less than 48 hours away here on uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., Memorial Stadium kickoff. Um, it's going to be live on BTN for any of the 85,000 plus that won't be attending a, pra- a sold out uh, spring game on Saturday. What uh, what are you excited about for Saturday? Uh, hopefully we have nice weather. I think it'll be decent, at least better than what it is today with all the rain and blizzards and cold weather and everything across the state. So uh, looking forward to uh, some nice weather and, you know, just kind of seeing what they've progressed with over the spring. I've seen some other practices, so I have a general idea, but it'll be fun to see them out in the competitive mode with the crowd and everything and see how some of the younger guys react, although a couple of them won't be playing this weekend. Um, Wandale Robinson being one of them because of his uh, hamstring that he hurt early on in actually uh, spring football. It was the first week or so, I think, and it's just been kind of a nagging thing. So he's one of those star players that everybody's been eager to see and unfortunately he won't be playing but you'll see a young quarterback and in, in uh, uh i want to call him christian mccaffrey but that's not right luke McCaffrey. <laughs> it'd be luke mccaffrey so uh, I, i'm interested in seeing how luke does uh, as a quarterback i think he's progressed very well in, in spring camp and i think a lot of the fans will be interested to see what he's been up to and uh, and how he's how he's done and what he looks like for those who've actually never seen him in person so uh, i guess those are some of the highlights for me how about you well, one other thing before I forget about it, that we'll bring up since you brought up Luke McCaffrey. Um, I was putting the rosters online yesterday, and for those that don't know, you can go into Huskers.com, and the red-white rosters are up on there. And you'll notice a lot of uh, a lot of guys are listed on both the red and the white roster, and I think that's because um, gives the coaches the ability to bounce guys back and forth. But one player I noticed was Luke McCaffrey. I think is listed on both, and. Uh, like you just said, for those that don't know, he's the younger brother of Christian McCaffrey, running back of the uh, Carolina Panthers, also the son of Ed McCaffrey, former wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Um, have you looked at the roster and noticed what number Luke is? Well, he used to be number seven. Okay. Well, he is number seven. Okay. So do you think that was – do you think that's random, just a random number, or do you think there might be some kind of connection to who the quarterback for his dad's uh, – his dad's football team was. Well, could be, I suppose. Um, Something I'd be interested to ask him someday. I haven't. Mean, you know, I've talked to him before, but I've never asked him that. Might there's be. a John Elway connection there, or if it's just uh, there's some other reason that he's number seven. So maybe he wanted his number of his uh, current head coach and from his play could, days. Could I don't be. Know, so very, uh, very possible. Uh, well, yeah. So other things I'm excited about the spring game. I, I know, like you said, I, th- I think there's a lot of people that are probably excited to see Wandale Robinson. Um, he won't be playing. Uh, I'm excited to see some of the new linemen. They're going to be breaking in some new guys with uh, Tanner Farmer, Gerald Foster, graduating last year. Um, excited to see what, you know, running back, Devino Zigbo's gone. Maurice Washington won't play. So you've got a, a lot of uh, guys that haven't seen a lot of snaps that are probably going to get some opportunities. Um and that position will look a lot different in the fall when some players arrive on campus and um, in Maurice's case, you know, gets back. So uh, that position will look a lot different come fall camp than what it will in the, in the spring game. But but there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities for a guy like uh, Brady Belt, who's mm-hmm. been 
uh, walk-on that's been talked a lot about this spring. So Jaylen fans will definitely get to see a, a lot of him. Jalen so. Bradley. And Jalen Bradley. Thought and, he was, he's got some opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, some other skill positions. Uh, fans might see, see some new new players. Uh, I know Andre Hunt's been talked about during, mm-hmm. during spring camp. Uh, he's a guy who I believe Troy Walter said, you know, last year he was a little um, – you know, learning the playbook was slowing him down a little bit, and now he feels like he's really, excuse me, understands the playbook. And with this offense and the pace they go with, that's that's a big thing, knowing where you need to be and what you need to be doing. Um, let's see some other guys that I'm excited to see. Cam uh, Jurgens is a, Cam Jurgens has switched over the offensive line, line. so um, kind of seeing the the new look on the defensive front. Not only do you have a new coach, breaking in some new guys, date. Uh, Darian Daniels, Damian Daniels already here. Darian transferred from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think there'll be a lot of things for fans to get a little get uh, get interested in. I know the teams from we we still don't really know what format is, and I'm sure things could change on Saturday. It sounds like the first half will kind of be played as somewhat of a normal football game, mm-hmm. um, normal clock stoppages and such. And then I know last year they basically, the clock kind of ran the whole second half. So mm-hmm. um, I would guess if you're a fan coming on Saturday, probably expect somewhere around two hours probably for the, for I know the, the BTN event. window is two hours. Yeah. And I think last year's game was two hours and six minutes. So, and the coaches have the discretion obviously to stop the clock when they want to mm-hmm. in the second half. But for the most part, they let it run. And, um, you know, there might be some situations like late in the game if it's close and they want to work on some situations like that with the clock. They might stop it again or something. But, yeah, by and large, it'll be a running clock in the second half, and the game will be roughly around two hours. It won't be won't be anything like two and a half or three or anything yeah. that long. So, um, And I like it that they're, as Coach Frost put it, playing football. Uh, you know, you watch some of these spring games or scrimmages or – practices what have you and they'll have these weird scoring systems and defense scores points for whatever and offense does this thing or they'll go back and i like it just playing an actual football game i mm-hmm. think it it's more entertaining for the fans it's easier to to follow and it's just uh and i think it's beneficial obviously for for the team as well uh, a couple of things we want to make sure and bring up regard kind of happening around the spring game for those that are going to be in attendance on saturday um Let's see. We, we have all this. There's this and a ton of more information on Huskers.com, fan information for the game. Uh, if you're looking at parking information, um, UNL Parking Services will cash here Lot 9, which is the 14th and Avery Parking Garage, just northeast of the stadium, uh, as, as well as 17th and R Parking Garage and 19th and Vine Street Parking Garage. And there will be a lot of other lots around campus for public parking. Uh, charge will be $5 per vehicle. Um, for those lots, and those will open at 7 a.m. Uh, 14th and Salt Creek Roadway Parking Garage um, will serve as the primary lot for people that have ADA accessibility. Um, public parking will also be available at the Haymarket at Haymarket Park, uh, and that'll be five dollars. And also at the Pinnacle Bank Arena Festival parking lot, that will be ten dollars. Um, other differences: those two lots will open at 8, 8 a.m. as opposed to seven. Um, clear bag policy is still in effect on Saturday. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, visit huskers.com slash game day or huskers.com slash bag policy. Basically, uh, don't plan on bringing in your purse. Uh, 
don't plan on bringing in an umbrella, all those type of things. Make sure everything you bring in can fit in a, a clear bag, um, and those dimensions are, are mentioned on the site. Um, StarTran will be operating from South Point and from North Shore High School on Saturday. Um, let's see, what do we else got on here that's kind of the big things? Uh, make sure and hit the Husker Nation Pavilion before the game. Uh, I believe that opens at 10 a.m. Yes, 10 a.m. Uh, gonna have face painters, bounce house, all that stuff is located on the uh, Edward track just northeast of the stadium. Um, Rex Burkhead, uh, Super Bowl champion Rex Burkhead, will be at uh, the Husker Nation Pavilion signing autographs from 11 a.m. to 12.30. Um, so get there early, meet Rex, get his autograph. Um, there'll be some post fan posters available. Um, let's see, what uh, what other is there anything fan centric that I, I'm missing out on, Brian? Uh, no, I would just say they can go to Huskers.com and uh, find out all that information for for what they're looking for. Yep. And, um, I think it's all laid out there. There's lots of do's and don'ts and where you cans and where you can. So I would just advise them to go to huskers.com and uh, read what they want. Yeah, uh, one, just one other quick thing. Please use the uh, the gate assigned on your ticket. Um, gates one, six, eight, and 17 will not be open on Saturday. And as well, 18, 19, 21, and 23 will close shortly after kickoff. So as Brian said, you can find all that information on huskers.com. Um, so let's see, we'll get through Saturday and then we'll be in kind of the uh, football rut until August. Um, what uh, what what do you think? Uh, do do you want to make any predictions on player that will kind of come out of nowhere? It seems like every year to spring game, there's there's a guy that kind of comes out from nowhere that then that's all the fans want to talk about until spring or until fall camp is uh, yeah. Any any name you want to throw out there that's that's going to be kind of someone that maybe fans weren't aware of? Well, I think the ones that you wouldn't have been aware of. We've kind of already made them aware of. I think yeah. a, like a like a Brady Belt. I think would have been that type of person, but we've already heard so much about him this spring that I don't think he's going to be a necessarily a surprise if he does something on Saturday. It's uh, it's a player that fans have not seen in person, so that'll be somebody to watch. Whether he has a big breakout game or anything, I guess I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think on the defensive side if there's anybody that's been you know really sticking out or anything, but. Um, uh, and, you know, most of those players are ones that fans really already know. I don't know of any uh, defensive player that just might sneak up. But that's just it. You don't know who it is because they sneak up. So I was kind I of hard feel to like it's, predict it's, that. It's so. a little hard for a defensive player to really make a big – I mean, other than maybe uh, an interception or a fumble or something. Well, I remember one year where Stuart Bradley – and it might not have been the spring game. It might have been a false scrimmage. I can't remember. But I remember one time where Stuart Bradley had a, just a – enormous game in a scrimmage type situation I can't remember if it was the spring game or a fall scrimmage but it was one of those like who's this kid where's he mm-hmm. coming from and lo and behold it's a walk-on who really turned out to be a really good player so uh, yeah, and, in the NFL so not a and, bad um, you know like a Todd Peterson type so you know I, I I guess I don't know if specifically if Todd had a big spring game or not but you know some of those walk-ons that just kind of emerged from nowhere and I, I just remember that Stuart Bradley was one of them in a scrimmage that was just all over the place, and um, I'm not even for sure that Frank Solich knew how good he was going to be at that point, and maybe he didn't know who he was because he was so new, but that's one that really sticks out, though. So, yeah, we'll see on Saturday if there's one of those players that just kind of comes out of nowhere, and and then 
the other side of that coin is they they do something in the spring game and then you never hear from them again either so yeah we've seen that before um, um I, I guess where i was getting at from a from a defensive player maybe it's a defensive lineman thing is usually the quarterback is off limits so it's hard for a guy to really create a lot of havoc uh tfls sacks and those those things i feel like the offense in a in just in a setting like this usually kind of has the advantage from a from a show standpoint yeah that's for sure um all right well um i guess next week we can rehash and we'll be talking about you know some receiver that goes off for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns yeah um well other sports that are actually still in season right now um one thing we can look at is uh husker baseball um conference wise they're they're now uh seven and two on the year following a sweep of uh purdue last weekend at hawks field um we're riding pretty high had uh kind of got brought back down to earth on tuesday with a, a disappointing defeat at home to creighton that series is now that season series is now even one and one and uh the third game of that series later this year back in omaha um teams back on the road this weekend though heading out to uh actually left today they're headed to uh state college pennsylvania for a three-game set with the penn state Nit- like nittany lions um did you, did you attend uh, any of the media availability related to baseball i haven't a- was not able to this week okay. it's been uh it's a busy week with um for sure spring football stuff and other stories i was working on with the uh, night at the lead and uh story uh well, actually, a lot of the uh, night at the lead stories this week. So, uh, didn't get to uh, baseball this week yet. So yeah, Husker, Husker baseball though um, having a good bounce back from last season. Um, you know, a lot of injuries, things just didn't go their way, and I think the teams really create a lot of excitement. I know I went out to the game on Friday and Sunday last week, and um, place was pretty full. A lot of it's also helped that the weather's been getting better, um, but. You know, a big going on the road this weekend, picking up a series victory would be, uh, you know, if you could, heck, if you get a sweep and go to ten and two in the year, that'd be great. But I'm sure a a, season, a series win would be. Uh, that's usually what you want to try and get on the road. Um, moved in nine and nine and three in the year would be, would be beneficial. Uh, that series kicks off Friday at uh, five thirty Central, Saturday at five Central, and then it's on uh, Sunday at eleven. Um, all those games can be heard live on the Husker Sports Network. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of night of the lead, you just brought that up. Uh, that was last Sunday at the lead center downtown. That's, uh, I'm trying to think how many years we've been doing that now. Probably around uh, 28 or 29, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess you, you've had some stories about it this week. Um, do you, anything you want to go into specific about? Kind of who, who won the, the big nights, big awards of the night? And well, no big surprise. I think on the women's side, uh, Michaela Fecky won both the uh, Female Athlete of the Year and Female Student Athlete of the Year. And, you know, she's had a very decorated volleyball career. And I wrote a story on her about how it's tough to balance the academic side with the athletics and, and, and how she did it. And she talked about how she had a well-balanced uh, life with academics and athlete athletics in high school. So when she came here, that was uh, a fairly easy transition, but she, like a lot of athletes, even the, the, the really great smart ones with high GPAs, they do the tutor thing too. And she talked about the academic support, support staff here at Nebraska, which is second to none. It's very top notch and all the student athletes always talk about the 
tutors and academic support staff that helped them along with that. Uh, Bo Cottrell, a former walk-on senior running back, uh, didn't play last year on the team because he broke his leg, but he maintained a 3.916 GPA. So he was one of, uh, I want to say like seven or eight, nine student athletes received a uh, scholar award for having a GPA over their career of 3.9 or higher. So that's really difficult to do. And he did it in civil engineering. And so I did a story on uh, talking to him and uh, also talked about the Sam Fultz uh, 27 Hero Leadership Award and how that was renamed for Sam Fultz in 2016. And uh, Bo Cottrell, who knew Sam very well, thought that was very fitting. That was a award named for him because of what the award stands for and everything. So wrote a little bit about that too. Uh, Tyler Berger was the male athlete of the year. Uh, talked to him actually this morning and uh, doing a story on him about uh, his finish to his career, which didn't quite go the way he wanted, but how he's kind of learned from that and you know why he did some of the things he did leading up to his national championship match in wrestling. And then Anton Stevenson was the male scholar athlete of a uh, student athlete of the year um, for academics and athletics so and he's had a very decorated career in gymnastics so those are some of the the winners from the weekend yeah uh, speaking of anton just won his third big 10 vault title Mm -hmm. if i'm correct in that um and speaking of gpas uh the football team too has uh 3.001 team cumulative GPA entering the spring semester. It's the highest the Nebraska football team GPA has been since it's been tracked in 1992-93. So, and 60% of the football players had a 3.0 or better GPA in the fall semester. Uh, That was an increase of 14% from 2017. And again, you'll talk to the athletes on the, the football team and They'll tell you, too, about the tutors and the academic support staff at Nebraska and, and how they really help them. So that's really key to student-athletes here and how they balance their academics and athletics because they need help. And it's uh, it's great to hear kids say that, you know, they're not shy or um, shameful of anything to admit they need some of that help, too. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I, I thought I was a, you know, fairly good student in college, but I'm always impressed with some of the uh, the GPAs our student athletes put up because of how much time away from the classroom they spend um, being the doing the athlete part of being a student athlete and it's exactly. not like they're majoring in uh, a lot of them aren't majoring in cakewalk things I mean like you said it's civil engineering uh, biochemistry pre-med things like that so yeah. um, how they find enough time in the day to do all that stuff is is rather impressive um, Let's see. It's pretty. If if you if you live in the Lincoln area, live in Nebraska, you like to go to Husker events. It's it's a pretty uh, pretty thin weekend here in Lincoln. Um, I mean, obviously we have the spring game, big event there, but basically no one else is in town other than the uh, the men's golf team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're holding their home event of the year, the the Gitter Dunn Invitational. Um, I believe it's at Firethorn Golf Club. It's actually their home event of the decade. They haven't had a home meet since 2006. <laughs> in Lincoln, anyway. I believe they've in, had... In Lincoln. In Lincoln. Yes. They... I want to say which is, which is our home. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, 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 what I mean by that is I think they've competed at a, you know, here in Nebraska. I think they've had some events at like Nebraska City or, uh, yeah. 
you know, other golf course, maybe in Omaha, but yes, to, to be actually in Lincoln, it's, it's their first events in, in quite some time. So um, if you're not going to the spring game and you want to check out some Oscar golf, uh, head out to Firethrone Golf uh, Club this on Saturday and uh, check out the, the men's golf team. Um, I guess one uh, Oscar softball, they're at Purdue this weekend. Um, probably the other kind of marquee event that's going on right now that the Huskers are involved in is the NCAA Bowling Championships, which uh, for quite a while has been one of our most dominating sports uh, mm-hmm. amount of national championships that Bill Straub's group brought, has brought in. We're, uh, we're currently watching the live stream of our match against uh, Sacred Heart, but for the life of me, uh, I cannot figure out how we're doing because they kind of have the the TV screen that you see in an old bowling alley with basically you know uh, the scoring oh, system, but that, yeah. but there's no uh, there's no team marked at either one telling you which one is Sacred Heart and which one is Nebraska. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I do know we won our first match of the day. Uh, we we started off with Arkansas State and won that, and then uh, the reason we're facing Sacred Heart is they were uh, they were they pulled the. I guess they're the Cinderella right now of the NCAA bowling tournament because they upset number one Vanderbilt in the first round. And so uh, Nebraska's facing Sacred Heart right now. And with a win, they would uh, advance advance to uh, play again tomorrow. It's a double elimination bracket. Um, sorry, but other than that, I don't know much about college bowling. Well. Am I the, I'm not the only one? I think you pretty much said everything that uh, we need to know. I actually. think that most people probably would need to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, follow along this weekend. We'll have updates on Huskers.com. Um, hopefully we'll see the Huskers playing in another na- national championship round, which I believe is on ESPNU on Saturday at uh, 5, 5.30. Um, Brian, uh, something that I've been waiting for, I'm very excited about for Sunday, Game of Thrones Returns. Are you a Game of Thrones watcher? Uh, no, I've You're never not, seen it. I don't know if there's anything we can maybe ever talk about outside of sports then. No. Sometime I guess we'll find something... I have not uh, done the Game of Thrones, okay. so. But we'll have well, the uh, spring yeah. game to talk about for sure we'll next week. We'll have the spring game to talk about next week. Well, as the year goes on, sure. I can just tell you how Game of Thrones is going and spoil it for everybody. No, <laughs> we won't do that. Uh, well, any? Uh, I know you've been working a lot on stuff for Night at the Lead. Um, anything else kind of in the queue that you've got uh, coming up for, for fans to, uh, to read about on Huskers.com? Uh, story on this GPA, story on Tyler Berger, story on the golf team, story on... Um, I can't even think of the other one right now. But, yeah, there will be a lot out there Okay, sure. so what so. you're saying is you need me to come up with more story ideas for you. No, I'm, I'm good for right now. <laughs> okay, so. sounds good. All right, well, for, uh, for Brian, I'm Jeremy. Um, we'll talk some spring game uh, recap next week. See you later.